The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to another episode of MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film and maybe talk about why the 1970s sucked one minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Megan Coleman. And the 50s. I'm Tierney Steele. Oh, oh, and the 60s, too. I forgot the 60s. I forgot three decades. Sorry, guys. What are you talking about? It sucks now for women. Are you kidding? (laughs) Bring us into the 21st century, Kathleen. What, what, what? (laughs) Kathleen Mocklin. That's my Saturday Night Live thing. Speaking of things from the 70s that are dated and some of it's still funny, but some of it didn't age well. No, I, I, I don't know. even know how that's still a thing. They should really just move it to YouTube, you know, because that's the only good stuff is the pre-recorded skits. I'm a fan of watching people break, and especially if they can get Keenan Thompson going. Oh, man. Oh, it's yeah. So good. So good. Keenan. How can you not crack a smile when he's on? I know, right? I grew up, I was of the all that generation at my sleepovers when I woke all up. Or that, actually, no, we were this, this is all that. This is all This is all Okay, all right, I got it out. Sorry. And that we was are. Wonderful. Singing all that and talking about Kenan Thompson because I think we're going to have a lot to say about Minute 66 because it starts with Painless lying, not dead yet. (laughs) yet. And it ends with Volmer trying to pass dish her traveling orders as her Jeep drives away. And in between, there's a whole lot going on. Oh, yeah. I mean... From what you've described, uh, Painless is, uh... Do do we want to take turns screaming? (laughs) I mean, is it one of those dicks you just look at and it's like, oh, no. (laughs) So, we mentioned last minute that Hawkeye, Dish's Manstress, picked up the corner of Because we're taking that back, we're using that now. We're, we're using that now. That's my, that's my new The, my the new sheet that word. was covering Painless, he literally forced it into her hand as he left her alone to stare at him after telling her that if she didn't sleep with him, he'd kill himself. Good times! Remember minute 65? Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I do love her little, oh, this is ridiculous, and that she's thinking about it. And then what happens in this minute is that, that she raises the blanket. Really and... high, by the way. Oh, yeah. Quite high. Like, higher than maybe she needed it to be, but that's it looks great on symbolically camera. symbolically high. Yeah. yeah. I, that's why I kind of thought, like, oh, this dude must have a massive schlong because the way that she's, like... Well, that's the implication. That's the implication, <laughs> yeah. And you can home. tell that's the implication, not only because we cut to the outside of the tent in the next scene, but because the music... Oh, the music... <laughs> Oh, the music. It's been a while since I watched a movie where sex was literally indicated by a cymbal crash. (laughs) 
Yes, because it's okay to imply it all the time, but then when it comes to the actual act, it's like, well... Before we leave this tent, I would like us all to think about a happier time. Which was when? In a <laughs> worse movie. Which this, worse movie, Terry? This sheet blanket that is covering Painless is a parachute. And about the only good thing to come out of the movie Pearl Harbor was a certain oh, little scene featuring a certain Josh Hartnett. And who's the girl in Pearl Harbor? Is it Kate Beckinsale? Whoever uh. the girl is in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> amongst hanging parachutes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about. Which I don't, because clearly I blocked that movie out because Ben Affleck, but you know. I would recommend just just type in Pearl Harbor parachute scene. I okay. think you'll uh, uh, okay. okay, parachute. You oh, will enjoy some of the imagery coming on. And I Parachute just, love scene is what Google asks if I'm trying to. Yes, I, I appreciate the fact that apparently parachutes have been sexy going all the way back. <laughs> Because Robert Altman made this movie at the end of the 60s, and parachutes were indicating sexy time way back then. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a real good time. He's looking cute. A real good good scene. Good scene. Oh, you can see his butt. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real good scene. So I just, I needed to put some happiness out into the world because, yeah, the the symbols crash. Oh, yeah. Then we cut to the outside of the closed officer tent, the red light glowing. And then it's the next morning suddenly. And it left me with a lot of questions. Do you guys need a few minutes to watch that? You okay there? See, I'm already (laughs) feeling like that's so unrealistic, but okay. Anyway. Who cares? (laughs) Like, seriously, there's no one around this military base? Like, No, really? there's not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, my grandfather was stationed at Pearl Harbor after Pearl Harbor, and I just remember him saying that, like, the place was crawling. So, Megan, just let tyranny have this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, like, the person who can't really read historical fiction because I'm like, I'm sorry, but Queen Elizabeth and Mary Queen of Scots never met in real life. This is, this is crap. All right, Megan, 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 Megan. Just let it happen. Just let it happen, babe. I'm sorry. Just stand here. Look at it. She is thinking about it, though. Damn it, Dish. I know. I know. She bites her lip. That's... Yep. I wonder what the actress who had to play Dish thought of the scene when she read it. She was just like, Jesus Christ. I love that she became super religious after this. Maybe maybe the movie had something to do with it. I just... So, my one problem, not my one problem, I have many, 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 many problems with the scene. But one thing that is driving me absolutely nuts is I listened to the podcast Friendly Fire, which talks about war movies, and they did an episode on MASH. And Adam, one of the co-hosts, multiple times says, oh, Painless is saved because she gives them a blowjob. That's not what's implied here, right? Like, this musical swell is coitus, right? I mean, I I was about to say, she's not going to get any pleasure for herself if she's just giving him a blowjob, all right? Yeah. Or a handjob, you know. Definitely for her to have sex. Yes. Okay. I just... Especially not to jump the gun, but in later se- in a later scene we see Payless pull again. Uh, he seems quite excited about what happened. Whatever well, went but down. he would be either way. I mean, this is true, but... I'm gonna give her this. I don't know her that well, but I'm going to assume that she is very good at giving blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? <laughs> why not? Everybody has their talents. So here's the problem with any...
anyone questioning the fact that they had sex and what because obviously a sexual act happens but the fact that he says blowjob makes me I got my dander up because I, probably not the first time I saw this, but for many years now, have believed that Nako's line when she says goodbye to Dish implies that Dish is pregnant from this encounter. And that's why she ends up smiling on the helicopter? Like, because she just had a really good time? So, wink, wink. <laughs> so Lieutenant Dish is sitting in the Jeep, getting ready to go. It's the next morning. Nako comes running out, brandishing a Vietnamese straw hat. That ain't Korean. I mean, I've never yeah. been to either country, but I've seen a lot, and that's Vietnam. Nako says, you forgot your hat. You wouldn't want to leave without a souvenir. Oh. I think the implication is that they had sex. You wouldn't want to leave without a souvenir. Dish is about to go home and have sex with her husband. And in nine months, I think there's going to be a little baby dish. Mm, a little side dish, like some sweet potatoes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and, there, Megan? <laughs> is my English minor uh, skills not impressing you? <laughs> no, no. Well, I was if just this re- was Hemingway, she'd be pregnant. Well, yeah, no kidding. She would be, she'd be like knocked up with triplets or something. But uh, no, I was just watching it again because I don't know why, but part of me also thought like, oh, maybe there's something in that hat, so there isn't a souvenir in nine months. Hmm. But I think Naka's kind of oblivious. Well, that too. Also, she hands the hat, so it's open on the bottom. Yeah. So you Is can't there really drugs in the hat? Well, that's what I was kind of hoping. That's what Megan was hoping? Well, not like bad drugs, but like, you know. No, I know what you mean. The good drugs. The good stuff. You know, I don't think there was the morning after pill that early. Well, there's been but morning there's always after been like, chew this root herb root. Right, and, and, and hope for the best. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah chew, chew this maca root. It'll come right. It just Actually, I was just reading something. Um, oh, shit. I'm reading Fantasyland, and they were talking about, like, patent medicines and the fact that certain things would be specifically advertised, like, practically with a wink, like, don't take this when you're pregnant. Oh, no. (laughs) We wouldn't want you to take this when you're pregnant because something might happen, and that would be terrible. Here you go. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, and that was definitely before this. So there was, and and you know what? Even if Nako was kind of oblivious, I'm sure if Dish had asked someone, like, "Hey, can you go grab this for me?" They would have assumed she slept with Hawkeye on her last yeah. night before yeah. going home. But just to bum us all back out again, I mean, how many kids in the history of the world, their mom has come home and it's been like, ah, nine months later. <laughs> Totally yours, sweetie. Totally. <laughs> Nothing to see here. It's like how one of the OPGs in my practice told me that half of us wouldn't be here if not for alcohol. And I was like, oh! <laughs> Okay, so that beer I had, I don't need to worry about it then. Is that what you're saying? Okay, cool. Before I knew. Okay, cool. Have you ever heard the thing about Harry Potter? No. Because Harry Potter and Neville are born so close together, and there's a bunch of people right around the same time, and they said, oh, that must have been one heck of a Halloween party. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. So I did the math on that. That's impressive and sad. <laughs> it works on multiple levels. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this line from Nako, if you're 
my brain. <laughs> well, when I my daughter was born in July, and when we went to tour the birthing unit, so you kind of knew what you know what it looked like. You weren't like freaking out when you showed up there, like where am I? And they said, "Oh, what did you do?" I said, "July." One of the nurses went, "Oh, Christmas in July." Yeah. Oh. Because apparently July and August are the most popular month for birthdays and September. So we were the beginning of busy season, so to speak. And I was like, <laughs> "Don't you mean busy seasons like?" In October, November, like, don't you have to get backwards? That's such an awkward thing to say to somebody. It's just like, okay, can we not talk about when my child was conceived I mean, we all know how I got here, right? Yeah, like, we all know how this got here. Yeah, can we all just be mature adults? Can you just show me where the damn birthing unit is? I know. Like, where do you keep the snacks? I heard there were snacks. Yeah, I want food. I want to know where the shit and then I want food again. I want to go home and I want my husband to rub my feet. All right. Or my partner, whoever you have. So. While I eat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wh- wh- where's your fridge again? Tell me about that. Clearly I cared about the food. I'm having flashbacks to hospital jello at three in the morning. <laughs> oh, I didn't even have to experience hospital jello and it made me so happy because that stuff is weird. Oh no. I, it was my. I did get like weird coconut pie that was like supposed to be pie, but it basically looked like it had melted on the plate. No, well, see, our thing was you could order hospital food and it was two entrees per room, you and a partner. But oh, lucky you. Sides weren't restricted. So it was mm. one entree per person, but you could order as many sides as you <sighs> wanted. And when you've just given birth and are feeding a newborn, you order <gasps> so many sides. I mean, and sides then there's a little fridge in the room to put them in <laughs> i'm so jealous Charity. and so yeah it was like t- i distinctly remember it being 3 a.m i had not yet gone to bed <gasps> and just like standing eating and chris was like sleeping on the cot and i was looking out the window to, like at the nurse's station just like okay cool i'm really <laughs> hungry right now <laughs> the, the, my hospital's kitchen closed at like five so i had to eat dinner at like four it was like i was a Aww. senior citizen <laughs> Well, anyway, that's... Anyway, neither Regardless here of what you believe, I have thought that... Like I said, probably not from the first time I saw this, because I was like 15, 16 the first time. I doubt I picked up on that, but as soon as I picked up on that line, I was like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. A little souvenir. Oh, oh. I know about euphemisms. Speaking of words for things that aren't what they are technically named, Lieutenant Dish is given her last name in this minute. Thank you, Sergeant Fulmer! Woohoo! So Maria Schneider. Yup. I like that name. Is she related to someone from The Sound of Music? Because Maria Schneider is a real Sound of music name. Yeah. yeah. It's very, uh, that last name, it's a very German last name. Austrian. Mm. Bavaria, like that whole I'm area. super biased, and actually, oh, you know what? I was gonna say, she doesn't look like a Maria Schneider, but she's married. Mr. Schneider. Oh. Is right. where that came and from. And right, she does look like a right, Maria, right, right. so it works. Good point. Yeah. Mrs. Maria Schneider. What do you think her maiden name would be? Does she look... I think she's got English in her, but she must have something from around the Mediterranean. Don't you think? For the eyes and... Well... Yeah. She's a... She looks a little, you know, I hate using the word exotic, but she's definitely got that Mediterranean type of feel. That's what like I, was I think, thinking. I think she colors her hair. I don't okay. think that's her so natural that doesn't color. Count. No, but I don't think she's a natural blonde either. No. Like that no. would look really weird with. She's her probably color. like a kind of like the dirty, dusty blonde. Yeah, so she could be like half English, half Italian, or something like that, or oh yeah, or a little bit of Greek. But I I would say English mixed with something along those lines. And then she married a nice, at least half German boy. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder where she's from. I don't think we ever get that. I don't think we do either. Darn it. Yeah, what's Maria's backstory? She doesn't need a backstory. She's only a woman, obviously. I know. <laughs> obviously. They should just it's show the, up and look sad, pretty. The sad truth of it all, folks, yeah. Oh my god. We find That's out so true. much about the boys, but... I was, we know where almost every man in this movie is from. And I don't think we know where any of the women are from. Because even Houlihan, we don't get where she's no, from. No, we just get the army quote. She's from quote. the army. Not <laughs> vague at all. We don't know... We don't know Dish. We don't know Leslie. We don't know Nako. Nako Storch. They certainly never say anything. No. Oh, Leslie. And not every man. Now, a lot of, like, I don't know that Blake says where he's from in the movie. I might be inferring that from the show. So it's not 100%. And I don't, like, I don't know where Judson's from either. No, but we know, but, we know Hawkeye but, and Duke and. Yeah, we know where Trapper. most of the men are from. And we know where none of the women are from. And I. That's some. B- don't think right that's there. an accident. <laughs> yeah. It is some. B- it angers me because so much of Altman's defense of the misogyny in this movie is, well, I'm not showing how I think women should be treated. I'm just realistically showing how they were treated. Sometimes it sucked. Hey, we could get into the whole, like, responsibility of the artist thing. But even regardless of that, like, no, you take a minute to say where Duke's from. You take a minute to say where Radar's from. Right, so mm-hmm. why can't you just say, why hey, would you just... Hey, remember, hey, when I grew up in Maine, cool, Lieutenant yeah. Dish, me too, or whatever. You don't have... No. Yeah, where are you from? Well, I was born in New Jersey, but I like to think of the army as my home. Yeah, just a quick... I'm sorry, did that ruin that line for you, Robert? Or heck, she could have even said a base, and then at least you're like, oh, okay, you can Google the base. Yeah, ask like where your home base is, like Fort yeah. Wayne or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's not that yeah. hard. It's not that Swear hard. Swear to God. But he's dead, so whatever. How many miles away <laughs> is your home? That would at least narrow it down. <laughs> I know, right? I, that, I can yeah. look at an atlas. It's not that hard. <laughs> like, anything? We know... We know nothing. I like to no. surf. Hey, so they're from the ocean. Cool. No. Yeah, they're somewhere along the coast somewhere. Okay. Yeah. But that's cool. They're not it a It took me until studying this movie one minute at a time <laughs> to realize Lieutenant Dish has a name. I mean, that's bad. It is really bad, yeah. I'm a really big fan of MASH. <laughs> it should at least be... Mentions it should be in the trivia somewhere. It should have crossed my path by now. <sighs> and my last note for this minute is okay, but really, she does need her orders. <laughs> like, this is a really yeah. good joke, and it's gonna continue to be a really good joke into the next minute. But, like, no, no, really, Dish. I know we're supposed to be seeing, like, that you're kind of in shock this morning from the big dick, but. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. You're gonna get to an airport and they're gonna say where are your traveling orders and then you're gonna have to come back to the mash. <laughs> Maybe she just really wants to see Hawkeye again. I mean she does look pretty disgruntled when she leaves. At least Yeah, she's Jeep. getting kinda huffy getting in that car. She's kinda like, Her I'm Jeep. here, whatever. My boyfriend made me sleep with somebody that I didn't want to sleep with. I really just wanted to sleep with him. But then I bit my lip and thought about it and lifted a blanket, so I did. And now I'm regretting it all because <laughs> men and <laughs> there's gonna be so many bleeps but it's i'm sorry legitimate. no it's like i said it, it's one of those where it's like oh yeah well we don't encourage swearing but sometimes it just happens and 
Swearing happens. Sometimes you think about the fact that Hawkeye would absolutely be horrified that we said he made his mistress sleep with another man. He did not. He told her she had the opportunity to save a man's life. Mm -mm. She's a nurse. She Mm-mm. respects Mm-mm. life. Mm-mm. He said she just had to stand there and think about it. No. No. <laughs> no. So, mm-mm. Mm-mm. He didn't make her do anything, stupid men would say. <sighs> Ooh, I just... Oh, could I strangle him? There are no words. There are no words. It's just so... <laughs> It sounds like something like an abusive boyfriend would say, like, you know, well, if you really love me. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, God, should I put a warning on the earlier minutes of this scene to be like, Like, hey, like, if you've been in an abusive relationship, this might not be like the conversation for you because it might bring up feelings. I don't think that would hurt, but I mean, I, I love how you're thinking of that because it was a little triggering for me. I was just like, oh, God, this is, uh, this Hawkeye guy is not good news. No. And I'm just, I'm real aware that we had to, Kathleen, someday you'll watch this movie all the way through and you'll understand <laughs> that Hitler came up organically. I, I, I like your, I like your enthusiastically optimistic viewpoint of that but statement. The, <laughs> but the warnings that I had to put on the episode where we talk about Hitler killing himself made me feel like a psychopath so i was like oh it's a trigger warning for suicide i'm like and we talk about this and we talk about this and it's like okay there are so many sides in here that this is getting kind of ridiculous because nazis were bad people so yeah yeah jokes if you start talking about how they're bad people we ended up talking about a lot of bad stuff (laughs) but this is more a like retroactive like oh oh god like oh i really hope someone wasn't upset listening to those minutes because that i would feel awful like if you're just going along although who's made it to this point in the movie and not realize that these guys are problematic right yeah well i, mean, I haven't because i haven't watched it before. well <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, your introduction to the is pretty much on pace. I think by the fourth minute, we were starting to realize that this wasn't going to go well. And, you know, by the end of your first 60 seconds. So if you just expand that, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the fifth minute, but still. The experiment is going quite well. Happy so far. Excellent. Actually, that's a great... Speaking of your experiment, I don't think I mentioned at the top, but for listeners who didn't tune in for the past two minutes or any of the minutes Which before... Which you're losing at life. Yeah, Why you're conducting you? your own weird experiment. But, you know, if someone has just put this on and you're, like, in the room half listening, hi. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's always this weird. <laughs> Kathleen watched these minutes blind, which in the Movies by Minutes community means she just watched these minutes. She did not watch the movie around them. And we let her draw her own conclusions. It was a lot of fun. It was weird. It was fun. (laughs) Would I do it again? I don't know. But I can say that, Tierney, I think you've made minute by minute history, you and Megan. (laughs) I don't think anyone else is doing this, so kudos to you. (sighs) Mesh didn't age well is something that Megan has said. Oh, no. Many many times. Yeah, and oh, Kathleen, have we mentioned that we have talked about doing Animal House after this at some point? Oh, I've watched that movie quite a bit, so. Oh, and that wow. hasn't aged well. Or so even like Revenge of the movie? Nerds is problematic. Oh, God. No. So we Thank can- God we cannot connect Revenge of the Nerds as a sequel to MASH. No, but our trope, I think, is movies that don't age 
twelve. I like that. <laughs> but I mean, I you're, tried you're... to suggest that Megan and I do it only one minute a week so that we weren't yeah. overloading ourselves so much. And she told me that watching Animal House one minute at a time for two years would constitute torture under the Geneva Convention, and that I, I could not do that to her. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, why would you want to be that angry? Like, why would you want to torture yourself? <laughs> I mean, unless you like being angry, that's your thing. I mean, you know. I did not realize how angry I was going to get at Hawkeye in this movie. I got to be, I got to be honest. When I just watched this movie out, if you had asked me is what he does to Lieutenant Dish okay, I would like to think I would have said no. Never so, occurred to me as a problem before. I, I have a question for you, Tierney. So hmm. when you, before, so do you like the movie more now? Do you have a stronger appreciation for the MASH movie now that you've done the minute, movie by minute type of format on it? Or do you not like it? Has it brought a whole nother layer to why you originally loved it? Or is it? So I think I like it more because I didn't originally love it. I okay. loved the TV show and the movie was okay. I was like, okay, so it's black humor, you know, dark comedy. And that's not usually really my jam but I love these guys there are certain gags in it that I quote all the time lines that I think are really funny and so I always just took it as like yeah, it's fine. I have the DVD because I have all 11 seasons and so you put the movie right in front of them and it was a nice thick case so it kind of looked like it matched and I'd watch it every couple of years you know <laughs> like not it wasn't in my regular rotation of films I couldn't have sat there and quoted whole scenes of it the way I could with movies that I love but it was fine and now having done this movie having done it minute by minute yeah I yell at people in my head a lot more watching it but I <laughs> definitely appreciate it more as much as I've kind of personally attacked Robert Altman this minute and I should point out Catherine Altman I've seen her talk and she seemed like a lovely person and he really loved her so the fact that I find him problematic in general is not like a personal reflection whatever anyway we can't get into that it's minute 66 it's been too long I appreciate him more as a filmmaker doing this okay. movie doing this minute by minute definitely well that's good yeah How are you holding up megan i'm i'm or should I'm... i not ask that yet <laughs> should i wait for the last minute and then be like so what'd you think <laughs> i'd be like megan megan where did you go did you run away already <laughs> no um well i can't say i you're appreci- just cradling a cardboard cutout of alan alda and sobbing <laughs> i'm 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 sorry i was secretly listening to him talking about fashion for like the third time um <laughs> No, I can't say that I appreciate Robert Altman more. This this doing it minute by minute has not made me more of a Robert Altman fan. I mean, I'd seen other stuff, Prairie Home Companion, which is a very weird movie. But yeah, it's he's just Robert Altman. He's a he's a. I was gonna say wild and crazy guy, but that would be insulting to Steve Martin. So. Um, <laughs> Well, Megan, I hope you hang in there. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> just keep I'm hanging in there. People sometimes are like, oh, you do a podcast? And I'm like, oh, crap. Who told you I did a podcast? I mean... <laughs> That's how you know you're a true podcaster. Well, also because trying to explain to people, like, if they, they, I, I work in a big NPR community, so which you can get a lot of those shows as basically a podcast, right? So... They get what a podcast is, but when you explain it's a minute by minute, they just have this like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Like, why is this a, is this a thing? You, you have to be joking. Like, no, it's a thing. They're, oh yeah, they think over... you're insane. They do. There's like, there's over a hundred movies at this point. And they're like, Ex- excuse me? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole website, moviesbyminutes.com you could go to. And... and then they just have the glazed look on their face and they shake mm-hmm. their head and then they're like, 
anyway, and they yeah. literally change the conversation to anything else. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they're like, so what kind of people do these podcasts? And I'm like, why don't you just go on the website? Like, just poke around. Well, you're looking at one. Hi. So... Hi. <laughs> hey. See, this is the time, Megan, when you should bring that person into the fold, right? Like, um, get them into sometimes the... Sometimes it's like other patrons, and I just... No, that's all right. Because I work in a library, so it's like no. <laughs> Especially when like I'm at they're at Tech Drop It and I'm explaining to them about how to get podcasts or why they have like half their phone is podcasts because they didn't realize their phone was automatically downloading podcasts oh, and then no. they couldn't take pictures of their grandkids and they got you know oh that makes grandparents real man yes it does so then they're like but I didn't want all these this American life I just wanted that one and I'm like well Ira class thought you needed them all sorry like and subscribe <laughs> to our podcast. Yeah, like this is Project Podcast. No, Kathleen, you've done, you've been on regular quote unquote podcasts and movies by minutes. Do you have a preference and format? I like guesting on, I like being a guest. I, 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 it's neat doing the hosting thing and going through a movie that you love and enjoy minute by minute. I have a stronger appreciation for Hocus Pocus having going through this, but it is a lot of work. And Tyranny, I don't know how you're doing like a hundred at a time. Not well. Not well. <laughs> But I prefer being a guest on the Movies by Minute format. Like, basically, one of my favorite times, it was on Never Ending Minute with you and Thomas. And then going on Fright Night Minute, which is coming out soon, later this month, with Robin Burge and Leonard Kenyon. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. It's just fun to say dumb crap about a movie that you love and to laugh with other people who are just as insane as you are for staying up this late in the evening on a work night, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I prefer the the minute by minute guesting type of thing. That's my jam. And Megan mentioned moviesbyminutes.com. You're listening to Movies by Minute podcast, so that is a great place for you. If you are trying to introduce people to podcasts, might I recommend Alan Alda's Clear and or Clear and Vivid with Alan Alda? Yes. Might be a little bit more of an easier sell. <laughs> As a as an introduction, once they get addicted to podcasts, then you start bringing them into the movies community. Or if they're a MASH fan, I do like MASH Matters with Jeff mm. Maxwell, who played Igor on the TV show. And he does it with Ryan. Can't remember Ryan's last name, but he's basically like a MASH super fan. So it's a good combo. They're both really fun. Someday, Megan and I will talk about the TV show. And do you realize that will make Jeff Maxwell our competitor? Um, yeah, but that's okay. Jeff also get like has the good angle on like, you know, fan letters and people writing it and being like, Oh, tell I'm me, really tell excited. Me, like, we'll do it very respectfully. Oh, yeah. It's just, did you ever imagine when you were growing up that like someday we would have something in common with Jeff Maxwell? No. <laughs> of course I didn't know who Jeff Maxwell was as a kid, so there's that too, but Fair. There. I didn't find Mash till my twenties. But, but yeah, we'll we'll plug other people's podcasts today. We we are fans of the medium just in general. Yes, <laughs> and if I may, the Clear and Vivid recently did an episode where Alan Alda talked to the head editor of InStyle magazine, and I love me some fashion, and I love me some Mash, and it was fabulous. <laughs> And it's really well done. Like, Alan Alda has some great audiobooks you should check out, too. And oh, he's yeah. a great storyteller. He has a great voice for that, too. Makes sense because he's an actor, but... He went into the right field. He did. He really did. Kathleen, do you have any favorite other podcasts that you want to give a shout out to here? 
I don't know. I don't really have the time to listen to as many podcasts Your husband as I used to. The door and is like, only plug Pele Media. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pele Media. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really liked the, sh- the podcast lore when it first started the first year. And then I kind of lost interest. And they did the, it was on YouTube or on Netflix. They kind of were trying to go for a show format with short animations and things. I'm a huge folklore fan. I love, especially American folklore. So I like the ghost stories and things like that, but I really haven't been listening to anything else. I'm a Netflix and chill kind of kind of lady. <laughs> I like my I like my stories, you know, <laughs> my visual stories. So I think that's why I lean more towards the uh, the movie type of podcasting. I know that you guys are both really into podcasts and books, and you're like one of those. No, no. <laughs> I was a movie junkie before I even before podcasts existed. <laughs> Well, I just glanced at my notes for minute 67 and in all capital letters, it says boys are the worst. They really are. I feel like you've had this before in your notes, too. (laughs) You have mentioned that. Would not surprise me. Because it's mash. Still accurate. (laughs) Because it's mash. Because sometimes they are. But again, I just want to throw out into the universe in case, you know, karma's real. Like when I say boys are the worst and Hawkeye is bad for doing this to his mistress. Eddie, don't, don't treat your partners this way. Don't do this to people you care about that care about you. That's bad. Yes. All right. That's my PSA for the day. And it's okay be to leave a shit relationship. to each other. That's it. That's right. Be excellent to each other. Leave your shit relationships. It's okay. All <laughs> right. Moment. We'll be back for a minute 67, which will feature someone leaving. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da!